0: If you've ever encountered someone with Down syndrome, you know that they are some of the kindest, most joyful people you will ever meet. They truly have something extra. My name is Lisa Nichols, and I have spent the last 24 years as both the CEO of Technology Partners and as the mother to Allie. Allie has something extra in every sense of the word have been blessed to be by her side as she impacts everyone she meets. Through these two important roles as CEO and Mother to Ali, I have witnessed countless life lessons that have fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. While you may not have an extra chromosome, every leader has something extra that defines who you are. Join me as I explore the something extra in leaders from all walks of life and discover how that difference in each of them has made a difference in their companies, their families, their communities, and in themselves. On today's show, we welcome Meredith Knapp. Meredith is the president and CEO of the St. Louis Area Food Bank and a former captain in the United States Army. Meredith, I am so excited to have you with me today. You have just become such a dear friend. We met years ago through nonprofit work uh, when I was on the board for the Junior Achievement, and we have just remained friends ever since, and I just love every moment I get to spend with you, so I'm so glad that we've got this time today. Thank you for inviting me, Lisa. So talk to us a little bit about what it was like growing up for you. Right, so I'm
1: actually not from St. Louis, so don't ask me where I went to high school. (laughs) Uh, I actually born and raised just Outside Detroit, Michigan. So I was born to actually a teenage mother who was strong enough and loving enough to give me up for adoption. I had wonderful parents uh, and a wonderful childhood and upbringing. And I know we're here talking about something extra. So just as a a side note, that's not where that story ends. So I actually will end up uh, meeting my birth mom in my twenties. So that's part of my story. She's a part of my life now. She is definitely a, a someone extra who I could have never imagined I'd have such a wonderful relationship. And I'm so grateful to have all of these wonderful influencers in my life. Yes. Oh, well, thank
0: you so much for sharing that. And I know that you've talked to me a little bit about that. And (laughs) you guys continue to be friends today, right? We do.
1: She comes in a few times a year. Uh, We call her Gigi uh, because my daughter just adores her. And she is just such a wonderful influence and power in my life. Now, looking back, I can't imagine my life without her. I love it.
0: Well, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, when I met you, this was so funny because you you told me oh I was a commander in the army and I'm like you shoot guns? Yes, <laughs> you ma'am. Go, yes, I do. And I did. And so talk to us a little bit about that. How did you decide to enlist? I mean, what was there somebody in your life that encouraged you or?
1: No, quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, most people laugh because I pretty much grew up in the Cleaver household. We, we didn't have any even squirt guns growing right. up. My grandfather did serve in World War II in the Army Air Corps, but he never talked about it as many World War II veterans uh, experience. But I was in college. My freshman year, we were still on the quarter system. I needed a one credit class, frantically going through the college catalog and didn't want to pay for a sport that I had already done (laughs) in high school. And I found the military science department Uh, and they had a one credit course on physical fitness and military training. I thought, well, I'm fit, something new. Why not? that one credit course would change my life. Uh, I ended up taking courses my sophomore year. In between my sophomore and junior year, actually I was accepted and studied overseas at Cambridge University. And so my family, I think, breathed a collective sigh of relief that I would gotten it out of my system. Um, when I came back, they offered me a scholarship. And there was just something in my heart that told me, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be serving something bigger than myself and that this was how I was going to use and deploy my international relations degree in a way that I hadn't even dreamed of
0: before. Isn't that something? I mean, one class was kind of a pivot point for you and you probably hadn't even thought about a military career prior to that
1: class, right? Never. And in fact, once I told my family that I was going to go in the military, my aforementioned grandpa actually flew in with my grandma and. bed me not to do it. They said, you know, please don't do this. I don't want you to be exposed to what I was exposed to. And of course, I didn't know what he had been exposed to. He never spoke of it. But I will also tell you that two years later when I graduated and was commissioned as a second lieutenant, he was standing there, standing tall and could not have been more proud.
0: I would hope that I, I did him proud with my service in the military for eight years on active duty. Well, thank you for your service, Meredith. And I know you and I've talked about this, but so much of who you are today is because of that, right? And we've talked about how really the military is the best leadership training there is, and you've carried so many of those lessons learned forward even with what you're doing today. It is. Uh, it
1: truly is an ability to bring people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life together in a shared experience, and it really is about being part of something bigger than yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. I I did all sorts of things. I deployed all over the world. You know, the army they, they actually mean what they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so we did that. And we have I have so many stories and so many beautiful experiences of people being able to see past what some people unfortunately might see uh, and find a way to work together and it's harmonious and it's beautiful and it's so special and the bonds are so strong mm-hmm. uh, i can tell you that some of my dearest friends to this day are people that i served with in the military I and i do sure. anything for them that's awesome well and you also met the love of your life I did <laughs> in the military <laughs> right <laughs> i did i did my my husband of what will soon be 16 years so had I not Another taken that one credit class, I may, right? him, right? <laughs> I may not have and I wouldn't
0: have. Well, had. you just touched on something that, that I've always loved about you because you do have a heart for things that are bigger than yourself and always have had a heart to serve since I've known you. And that's one of the many things I love about you. But one of the other things that I used to tease you about this all the time, because I saw you in action. I mean, I said, somebody could have a vision today. Tomorrow, Meredith comes back with a plan. <laughs> and I love that you know how to execute on things. And a lot of people have vision, but really taking that vision to a reality, it's something real and executable, That's the art, I think, and you are just so good at that. You're so good at that, so I'm not at all surprised that you're where you are today. But talk to us a little bit. You tell a story about a really special Christmas in Bosnia. Tell us about that story, Meredith. Yeah. So long story short, we I found myself in Bosnia of all places
1: in 1996. We had just finished the first round of the elections there, so very formidable time for that country's history, and we were overseas. And this is before Facebook and the internet so if you wanted to correspond back home it was a letter it took two to three weeks to get there two to three weeks to get a response well long story short we didn't happen to have a mission on christmas day but we were helping people in this little town called mahala rebuild. and so i said come on guys let's go we happen to have a chow hall which was a blessing uh, because we've been eating (laughs) mres you know meals ready to eat out of bags for a very long time so that was a blessing so i said guys instead of sitting here you know being upset about what we don't have let's let's get out there and they were all kind of oh come on it's our day off loaded up the trucks, we got the extra food from the chow hall, we went out there, and we had been helping, as I said, rebuild. And it was fun because what we did that day is we not only shared a meal and broke bread with these people, but we were trying to help them understand our culture. So I let them kind of stack their, their M16s and 249s. Those are guns. <laughs> Don't get nervous. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but it was nice because they took their cans of Copenhagen, their dip, picked up some 2 by 4s and started teaching this village about... American hockey. And so it was this fun, playful atmosphere for just a few hours. And I remember at the end, a couple of my guys came up to me and they said, thank you. And I said, for what? And they said, for teaching us what Christmas was all about. And they said, you know, we were up here and we were feeling sorry for ourselves, but we get to go home at some point. For them, this is home. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it kind of helped put things in perspective. So I think life is all about perspective and anyone can have trials and tribulations, but I think it's how you handle that Mm -hmm. uh, that really
0: matters that perspective is important such great advice and i'm just thinking as you had said you could be so focused on yourself and being away from your family but sometimes getting out there and serving and focusing on other people is exactly what you need to do when you feel those things it's very therapeutic
1: and i will tell you i've seen it time and time again putting the needs of others ahead of your own helps not only
0: the people that you're serving
1: but there's some help for yourself as well
0: Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Meredith Knopp. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to take a second and tell you about something our team at Technology Partners can do for your business. We have spent over two decades partnering with organizations and helping them solve their IT needs from a 360-degree perspective. A huge part of how we solve those needs is by developing custom applications of all shapes and sizes. If your team is looking for software and an out-of-the-box solution just isn't right, it's time to consider how we might be able to help. Go to tpi.co slash custom apps and learn more about our awesome capabilities. So Meredith, you were in the military for eight years, but then you made the decision to exit the military and back into civilian life. And I know that you started for-profit and you spent some time there, but very quickly you moved to the not-for-profit world. And I want to spend the bulk of our time there. What was your precipice for that? Right. So I did. I I went to the
1: for-profit industry, if you will. I spent about five years there. But it wasn't doing it for me. For lack of a better term, I know it doesn't sound very polished, but there was something missing. And so I started doing volunteer opportunities with an organization called Junior Achievement, uh, which I would end up working for, thankfully. But I started doing Job Shadow. And I loved those days. And I realized that what was missing was my sense of purpose, that what I was doing mattered in the life of someone else. Uh, so I remember calling my husband saying, like, hey, I'm going to quit my job. And he's like... <laughs> Okay. I didn't know you were interviewing. Long story short, I ended up leaving. Fortunately, was hired on to serve as a senior vice president of junior achievement here in St. Louis. I had a wonderful, wonderful experience. Loved it. Co-founded an organization that's now its own nonprofit called Heroes Care. Loved that. Got recruited away to a different nonprofit back in 2011 called The Mission Continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent six and a half years there, and now I'm very, very proud to say that uh, last February I was afforded the opportunity to serve as the president and CEO of the St. Louis Area Food Bank. Yes, I know. And <laughs> so you and I met
0: at Junior Achievement. We did. When when I was on, you the to serve on the board. Yes, you did. <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. So you are the CEO. The president of the St. Louis Food Bank. Let's talk about the St. Louis Food Bank. Talk about the people that the food bank serves. What's the mission? Why did you choose the food bank? Because you've had (laughs) other opportunities. So talk about that a little bit.
1: Right. So we actually just went through an entire new strategic direction process at the St. Louis Area Food Bank, and I could not be more proud of my team because they scripted all of it. We had a ton of support from our board of directors, uh, but it was a great process. So I'm happy to tell you our new mission statement revived at the St. Louis Area Food Bank is building stronger communities by empowering people with food and hope. It's a very powerful mission statement. It really, really speaks to you at a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our organization, we serve 26 counties in Missouri and Illinois. Uh, we have over 500 partner agencies that we support with our food. Last year, we distributed over 43.5 million pounds of food out of our location in Bridgeton. This doesn't happen just by happenstance. I have an incredible team that is just my family and I could not be more proud of them. Uh, As you know, Technology Partners came out uh, and did a volunteer day of service out there and we're very, very grateful for that. But it's organizations like Technology Partners that bring out almost 18,000 people a year just to our facility. That doesn't count the other work that we're doing on the ground, the community, and it certainly doesn't count all the great work of all of the soup kitchens, the mm-hmm. pantries, the transitional housing, uh, the shelters that are out there. They're on the front lines, really fighting uh, against people who are hungry uh, and trying to, you know, inspire them and, and provide them an opportunity so that their tomorrow is better than their today.
0: Mm. Well, I love the new mission statement. Thank you. And the hope they wrote piece, it. <laughs> <laughs> the hope piece. You know, I mean, really, I mean, that is a basic need. It if is. you do not have food, you are not going to be thriving in education, you know, for mm-hmm. children or... It's hard to concentrate when your tummy's grumbling. I'll tell you. <laughs> absolutely. So I want you to say that number again, 40... 43.5
1: million pounds of food last year alone a lot of uh, It food. is a lot of food. And like I said, it's, it takes a lot of people working together. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we have an incredible crew of drivers that are out on the road, you know, driving hundreds of miles every day, delivering food, picking up food, making that happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's our team in the warehouse, our inventory, our receiving team, you know, it's our marketing team, you know, it's our agency relations team. It's my finance team, keeping everything, you know, on the books It's my philanthropy team. It's everybody working together. It's my product sourcing team. Team. It's everyone really coming together, and they do it with such servants' hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about a lot at the St. Louis area food bank about servant leadership. Yes, uh, and it's about putting the needs of others ahead of your own. And it's it's such an honor, and it's it's humbling to be able to come to work knowing that what you're doing makes a difference, and it's not an ounce about you,
0: right? Not at it's all. It's not about you. No. Yeah. And when I think about you, Meredith, that is a common thread. You have a servant's heart. I mean, serving our country and then all of the not-for-profit work that you've done. I mean, you really do. That's a common thread with you. And what I see is you've got a special little girl in your life. I My beautiful (laughs) daughter, Abigail. Yes. She's smart as a whip, that girl is. Oh, my goodness. She's (laughs) so smart. But I have seen you from the time that she was in her little pumpkin seat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Abigail has been at your side as you have served in these different capacities. She has. So how important do you think that is for parents today to model the give back to their children? It's critical. And
1: I think it's a responsibility that you have as a parent. Abigail is and will always be the greatest blessing of my life. And I always tell her, you will always be what I am most proud of. But I can also tell you, since she was able to talk and walk, Mm -hmm. it was, mommy, where are you going? I want to help. So whether it was... Out there at the age of three with a rake teaching people how to mulch, to, you know, at the age of three and a half or four, leading the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, in front of groups of hundreds of people. So fearless. She's absolutely fearless. I love it. (laughs) To even when I was deciding and determining this job to take, you know, at the food bank, when I was telling her about it, she's like, well, mommy, why don't they just go to the grocery store? So it was very interesting for a six year old and then for me, you know, Mm -hmm. as her mom to have to explain to her not everybody is so fortunate to be able to drive up to the grocery store, and that sometimes there are people who are faced with challenges. Uh, and she looked at me and she said, Mommy, that's not right. And I said, You're right, sweetie, it's not. She said, So there's kids like me right now that haven't eaten all day? I said, That's right. She's like, Mommy, you have to take this job. You have to fix this. <laughs> and I was like, that's so Okay, <laughs> and so she'll come out to the food bank, and she'll pack boxes of food, she'll repack produce, and she gets people... Uh, Working, working hard. And she walks around the volunteer center and will say, well, if you talk less, you could help more people. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> but she has a good heart. and She means well. And, and she's just waiting for the day she can drive in one of
0: the trucks. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I keep that, telling her, you got to get out of the
1: car seat first, and then we'll get you in <laughs> the semi. we'll get you in the semi. Yeah,
0: it's cute. So. <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny. Her going to take her driver's test. In right. One of the, the semis
1: is. in your fleet. Right. But it, <laughs> but it is, to answer your question more succinctly, it is a critical component that we're teaching those good behaviors, uh, that we're setting an example, that we're role modeling. No one gets to pick and choose how they start life, right? You don't Mm -hmm. get to pick the city, the state, the date, the time, your parents, any of that. But you can certainly choose how you end it. Absolutely. And so I want to I aspire you to inspire still, her yeah, you know, to, to do to something. Inspire. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do to her. And if that trickles down on others,
0: then, then wonderful. I bet she's building that into her little friends at school. She is. I she bet does. she comes back and <laughs> talks about, you know, what she's doing at the St. Louis Food Bank. And so she is inspiring, I'm sure, already. She is. She does it Other with her children. friends. And her
1: kindergarten teacher actually stopped me this week and said, you know, hey, I, I hear that you're over there. She said, can I come volunteer with you this summer? So that was really powerful because her kindergarten teacher was delightful last year. So
0: Mm. well good job, mom. Good job, mom. (laughs) It wasn't me, it's her. (laughs) Strong mom, strong daughters, right? So tell me a little bit, so if there is someone in our listening audience that says, yes, I love the mission of the food bank. This is a basic need for people. I want to get involved. Yes. What could they do, Meredith? How can they get involved? The easiest way is to
1: go to our website, stlfoodbank.org. They can learn there about not only what we're doing now, but all of the things in our new 2025 strategic direction. There's lots of new programs, lots of new partnerships, lots of new collaborations, things that uh, have never been done here before. And that strategic plan will take us to our 50th anniversary in 2025. So already looking forward to that. But the Food Bank has a very, very rich history and they have served so many people. I tell people that when they opened their doors 43 years ago, they were putting out about 135,000 pounds of food a year, uh, which is a lot. Right now, we're putting out about 174,000 pounds a day. So the need is there. Uh, And there's lots of ways people can get involved in a myriad of different ways. And and we welcome everyone, any age, any ability. If you want to work, we'll put you to work. We had a group out there today of first, second, and third graders celebrating their 100th day of school. Uh, And those kiddos were having a blast, and and we love them. So Mm -hmm. if you're willing to, Roll up your sleeves and make a difference. We love to those have volunteers. You. We do. We, we can't do the, it.
0: You can't do it. We can't do it without volunteers. volunteers. Our community is an integral part of our team. Mm-hmm. And what you find so many times is when you go serve, you think you're serving, but then you are the one that walks away blessed by doing that. So, so true. So true. Very good. So this is called something extra. I want to talk a little bit about that. Can you articulate something extra that you think that every leader needs or, you know, it can be something extra that you've seen in a team member or possibly a mentor? I believe
1: that the something extra you need to really be the type of leader that you would want to follow is humility. I think that is at times a lost art. People, as they go up the chain and get those promotions or those titles, if you will, they think, "Wow, you know, haha, I am, I'm your leader, I'm your boss," mm-hmm. and that's not leadership. And I, and I really believe in in having humility and putting other people first. I always love to hire and surround myself with people who are better than me, uh, because <laughs> they're going to make us all better, yes. um, and that's really, really important. Uh, but I really view my role now as president and CEO is to serve my team to help Mm -hmm. them become the best versions of themselves uh, and to really help them achieve their goals, paying it forward, you know, doing what I can to help that next generation. But I think it's a really important quality. That people need to realize you didn't get there on your own. I certainly didn't get to where I am without a lot of people uh, Mm -hmm. investing time in me and and mentors and sponsors along the way. And I am so eternally grateful and I could never thank them all for what they've done for me. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a very, very important quality
0: that sometimes is, is lost. I agree. you know you always hear you know you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because <laughs> if you are you know the organization is going to go so far right, right. It, it's going to stop at you it will. so having that humility to say i don't know everything right it's so important it's, and
1: that's why i love uh the food bank and the team and the strategic direction they wrote that i didn't write or script a word of it you know i I Facilitated a conversation, but they wrote it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's their work. Right. Um, and it was and they're so. They're going to be bought in. They that. are so bought in. Right. right. And it was a great process for all of us. But yeah, I mean, y- you don't want to do that. You want to help people discover uh, and really unlock their true potential because that's where we're getting all our great ideas. It's not from me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I tell people, you know, the minute it becomes about any one person, less of all me, we've lost. It's not about that. It's about something much bigger than yourself. And it's about, you know, the community that we serve in in both Missouri and Illinois. Uh, And it's about those kiddos that we see. It's about those families, those veterans, those seniors that are, you know, receiving our help and people who saw it recently with the government shutdown not too long ago. So it's a difficult thing to have to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we want to always make sure we're treating people with dignity and with respect. uh, And we treat them as family. And, you know, we're here. Um, and so I, I could not be again just more proud of my team for that. Mm-hmm. And I think being a servant leader, again, putting the needs of others ahead of your own, there's, there's no greater feeling in the world.
0: Right. Well, thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for your team at St. Louis <laughs> Food Bank. Thank you for all the people that are volunteering to help you guys accomplish your mission
1: yes and so. thank you to technology partners for for all you and your team do and, and for spreading the good word and, and getting other people involved like i said we're we're always looking for new corporations and individuals and volunteers and donors and and people who just want to come out or parents who want to just set that good example for their kids bring them out. We'd love to have them. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you uh, will have a fun experience doing it.
0: Absolutely. Well, very good. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for being here. It <laughs> thank you for inviting been me. so much fun.
1: <laughs> Always is, Lisa.
0: <laughs> Our show today is executive produced by Brian Muncy. Our technical producer is Daniel Williams. Something Extra with Lisa Nichols is a Technology Partners production. Copyright Technology Partners, Inc. 2019. For show notes or to reach out to Lisa, visit tpi.co slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen.